Good morning and welcome to Walk the Walk. I used to be a college professor and I taught sign language and sign language interpreting. And as an instructor, we were um, we always asked our students to give each other um, feedback on their work when they interpreted during class. And there would be times what I when I would have to tell a student, stay in your own lane. And what that meant is they kind of crossed the boundary of being a little, um, I don't know, too, giving too much feedback or trying to have them do it the way that the student giving feedback would do it, which was not what we were asking them to do. We just wanted them to give feedback and to get used used to knowing how to give um, feedback. Yesterday in church, the preacher was talking about something, and I don't quite remember what it was, but it, it was one of those things like, have you ever had this experience? And both Jeff and I looked at each other because we didn't think we were the ones that he was talking to. We thought he was talking to the other person. So we would look at each other and raise our eyes like, "Mm mm-hmm, he's talking to you. And it was so funny because Jeff looked at me like, "Mm mm-hmm, he's talking to you. And that made me think about the messages that we get from others, especially our pastors um, or people who have been praying for us. And I think sometimes we we take that message and think, "Mm mm-hmm, He's not talking to me. He's talking to you. You better be listening up because what he's saying is exactly true for you. You better be doing this because this is this is what you do, but you should be doing this. I don't think God tells us to tell other people what to do. Now, some of you will be like, oh, no, no, no. I've gotten a message from God to tell so-and-so this and tell so-and-so that. And I, I have a problem with that. If I'm wrong, you can let me know. But the problem I have with that is God doesn't make you be his messenger um, when he's trying to tell somebody or correct or admonish somebody. He always talks to you. Now, God may tell you to do something for somebody else. In other words, bless them or stay away from them or do something corrective to your actions But God doesn't ask us to correct others on his behalf. And that's hard because it's so funny. The funny part of all of this really is, is that Jeff and I both heard a message and we both saw that trait in the other person. And when we looked at each other and raised our eyebrows and cocked our head to the side like, "Mm, you better be listening up. He was actually talking to us. Why is it that we're always trying to get people to act the way we want them to act? It's really funny because if we think we're so perfect, but you're not, there's a problem with that. God will help you change your actions. God will help you change your course. And I know I've heard many... um, counselors, and even pastors who do counseling will hear the stop, both sides of a story of a couple who may be in distress. And before you know it, 
there's a lot of well he or she and they and 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 they wouldn't and and but there's never any I statements except for I don't like the way they or I don't like the way he or I don't like the way she and the counselor or the pastor has to try to guide them in a path to see their own actions. Sometimes the actions that we do create the other person to act the way they do. And and I'm, I'm going to use myself. I know that's true for myself. I know that my actions create a reaction in others. And there are times where I have to step back and go, did you hear that, Tina? What about what you did made that reaction? And I'll give you a great example of that. Again, I'll go back to the days when I taught we would get an evaluation at the end of a course. And I typically would look at all of them and sometimes you would have to take them with a grain of salt because sometimes you would have somebody who just absolutely did not like you did not like your class wasn't able to do what you asked them to do so they shifted the blame onto the instructor but there were times where there was some good constructive criticism that really needed to be heard and I needed to heed it and I needed to make the change that was being asked of me especially when two or three students said the same thing. And again, sometimes you got to be careful with that because I would call sometimes a student or uh, others would call their students a virus where one was unhappy with the teacher and they were friends with the class and they would persuade them all to also not like that teacher. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about true um, criticism. That word feels harsh, but talking about true criticism where there are some facts in what they're saying. So instead of us, and, and with that information, I would actually, you know, take it and be like, you know what, they're right. That, that is true. And, and try to change something about myself. Instead of going, and I didn't know who wrote those. They're, they were all anonymous. Sometimes you kind of knew by the reaction, but it didn't matter. It was still anonymous. And sometimes I would have to say in front of the group, you know what, you're right. That, that behavior or that requirement or whatever was not right. Do you ever do that? Do you ever take a look at yourself and go, you know, I am annoying. I am rough. I shouldn't have done this. I never apologize. I never take blame. I'm always accusing and saying you and, and, and never taking an account of, what, of my actions. But that's not what God wants for us. You know, I can't imagine myself being God. I just cannot. Look at all the people in the world and all the actions and the reactions and sometimes it's just as simple as us going, you know, it's, it's me. God, I don't know how to change it. But I know you know how to change it. 
There's nothing wrong with you openly dialoguing with your spouse or with a friend and saying, you know what, you're right. There's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, I think people are more like, you know, this is, this is great for our relationship. It's something in me. I'm not acting the way God wants me to act because I can guarantee you this. God is not going to have you act in a way that is harmful or hurtful to others. So if we all could just take a step back and say, you're right, that that's not the behavior that God would expect from me. And change whatever it is God wants you to change. Now you can pray for the other person. You can pray that God changes their heart because that, that's a fact that sometimes another person's heart is not where it needs to be but you are not to go to that person and say God told me that you needed to change your heart God told me that you needed to do this everybody has their own direct line to God God doesn't use the chain method I don't know if that's a right way of saying it. He doesn't use it. Well, Tina, you tell so-and-so, and so-and-so tells so-and-so, and so And I know that sounds like that domino effect, but that domino effect that I talk about is more about blessing others and God calling you to do blessings and good for others, but not telling them or admonishing them of their behavior. Try it. Sit down and listen to things that people have told you. And instead of being um, reluctant, just consider it. Because I can tell you this, if everybody really considered their own behaviors, we would probably have a better world to live in. But boy, we love that blame. We love to stay in other people's lane. It's time to stay in your own lane, listen to God, and make changes. God wants you to make. Give it a try.